Here comes a new challenger. From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. Those bodies piled up in the harbor. They were the heads of the ruling crime families of Bangkok, correct? Yes. Uh-huh, right? And now they're all dead except for one. His name's Bison. Tracked him through 11 major cities on four continents and never come close, not once. This guy walks through the raindrops. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Press X to Reload, where we crank up the difficulty to the highest setting for this one and see if we can take the kind of video game films that make people talk about video game films the way they do. I am Nick Moore. With me, probably against their will, are Wayne Brissett and Mark Athanas. Wayne. Happy to be here. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> and Mark. Yeah. Yeah, about that. I'm here. So. Can't see I'm happy. For those of you joining us on the continuing quest and saga and, oh, God help you. We tried to watch Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. There was a bit of confusion as to oh, which version of Street Fighter we should be <laughs> watching. Because in all fairness, there's a fair amount of movie adaptations, both live and animated, of Street Fighter. Wayne watched Street Fighter The Legend of Chung Lee and wondered why we were trying to not be friends with him anymore. <laughs> and to to honor what he did, we've also watched it now. And I just want to start off by saying the whole purpose of this podcast <laughs> is to find the good in these films. I swear to you, it's to find the good. I, I'm going to struggle on this one. This is the story of Chung Li, according to whoever made this film, and I'm I'm sure they meant it at the time. Wayne, you saw it before any of us. How did you feel sitting through this <laughs> thing? Uh, so it's funny because it feels like a it feels like it's been a long time since I watched it, but uh, but the scars are still there. Oh boy, They're still fresh. <laughs> you know, like okay, so. <laughs> you said the goal is to find the good. So I, I think back and okay, th there was a street fight in it. Oh god! So that's mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, <laughs> character names from the movie. That's pretty good too, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah. I don't yeah. understand this film. Well, Mark, maybe you have something positive to say. <laughs> I have no... Moving along. Here's the thing. Honestly, it's a pretty bad movie. And I had the impression they wanted to make a, a kung fu superhero movie and couldn't think of any names. They just went and bought licensing so they could use names from Street Fighter. Agreed. Because like, there are moments in this where I'm like, is she a vigilante? running through rooftops and fighting crime like uh, i don't really know so if i have to find a positive i don't even know if this is true but i'm inventing it because i had to find something <laughs> positive the main actress uh kristen krug from smallville yes 
I think she did some of her own stunts because there are scenes where it looks like they go to a lot of effort to show a slow-mo of her doing a kip up or finishing a move. And it's, you know, focused. It's her face. It's in shot. It's a weirdly timed slow-mo, but it's a slow-mo of her coming out of whatever move it is. So I'm just going to assume she did some of the martial arts. That's probably not true. But God, I got to find something. (laughs) I think she did. Yeah, I think she's one of the she's one of the better parts about this film overall. She's a decent actress. Mm -hmm. She can fight to a degree, though. I don't think they gave anyone nearly enough time to rehearse anything in this. But we'll get to the strobe fighting in a in a second. So Mm. let's step outside of the film for a moment. And I'm going to start with why this film frustrates me so much. Most of these films I rent off of Cineplex and I've had a couple of issues lately with buffering and things like that. And I saw this is on Cineplex on YouTube. I thought this is my last chance Cineplex. Don't let me down. I made sure I'm on the the correct modem router, whatever hub it is in my house. So I'm getting the best signal I can. I make sure it's all right. It loads up properly. I think good. My $5 isn't wasted. The amount of static feedback that was coming off of this film in the first five minutes rendered it unwatchable. I disconnected from my TV. If I played it on my phone, it sounded fine, but God help me if I tried to cast the television. And Cineplex does not have any kind of an app that plays directly off of a Sony TV because they're in bed with Apple. Fine. So I had to pay for this movie twice because I also rented it off of YouTube so I could watch it without any sort Mm. of static feedback. So I've paid twice with my wallet and once with my soul for this film. The the plot, as it were, it follows Chung Lee, who is a, a young girl with a Pianist? father who goes missing. He's taken away by the mob and uh, apparently an Irish bison. I don't know why M. Bison is Irish in this. That seemed like a really bizarre Irish choice. Bison. I, but whatever. he grew up on the streets of Thailand. But because he has Bangkok, Irish blood, yeah. he just naturally gets the accent, which was really weird. Mm-hmm. But anyway, her father goes missing, and I thought that would be the part that kind of kicks this into gear, because in the the games, her father is murdered by Bison, and she declares vengeance and joins Interpol and becomes a an agent of good to try and take down Bison. No, she just continues to play piano and grow up till her mother gets sick and dies, and instead of receiving flowers at a concert, she gets an ancient scroll that looks like a death threat when you roll it open. <laughs> And gets so fixated on finding out where the scroll comes from because her dying mother says, yeah, you should probably check into it. She takes probably check into it to mean I'm going to go live on the streets of Bangkok in abject poverty and starvation until somebody tells me what this thing means. I can buy that kind of motivation if it's I think my father's actually alive and I must find him. Then I can kind of understand the extreme lengths that this character is going to to get answers. Mm -hmm. But it's really just someone left you a scroll with some ancient, I guess, religion, wisdom, prophecy, and you really got to know what it's about. Did I miss something? (laughs) Lucky for us, she finds out quick. (laughs) But here's the other problem I have with this. And again, why why that that part of the plot is so dumb to me. She is a apparently accomplished concert pianist living in a mansion that tells me you have resources like she 
she, I mean, aside from the fact that she shutters the mansion and makes all those people unemployed, <laughs> she has servants. And I would assume some form of resource. You're telling me she couldn't have used any of her wealth and resources to support her, A, while she moved to Bangkok, or B, to find out the information for her. So again, this weird choice to just go live on the streets and start stealing and being lucky enough to randomly run into uh, the people because she went to interfere in a crime who would one day help her. I Like, it's just the, the convenience of the, of the oh, stupid, stupid plot things are just so brutal. It's I like so that they bad. were trying to go for that where she sees bad things happening in Bangkok when she gets there local thieves roughing mm. up the residents and the fact that she's consistently trying to stand up for them and step in makes her kind of a champion of the people. I like that. Sure. But you only sure. ever really see her do it once. They just kind of imply that she's yeah. done it before then. So yeah. I don't know if man, <laughs> let's yeah. go back. We're going to go back. A positive thing. No, let's it, go forward. It does do that same thing I love where you have a bunch of video screens of all the games Capcom makes and it turns into the logo. I'm a sucker for that. It's there. That's good oh, news. Yeah. And then it has a narration because it doesn't trust the audience to understand that, hey, that's her dad. And don't worry, this is her as a kid, oh. but she'll grow up and you get to see her learn martial arts because if you didn't see her learn it, I guess it's impossible for her to know it. But to their credit... Her father, the actor playing her father, is a decent martial artist. And even the actress that they have playing the young version of Chung Li, you see her slowly mm -hmm. getting the moves and learning Wushu, and it's fairly convincing. And then her father mm -hmm. gets attacked for reasons that I don't quite follow. He's super connected, they say, so Bison kidnaps him to use those connections. I don't <sighs> see how well his connections would continue to work once he's a prisoner. If he's but missing. He gets attacked. He dodges arrows. He fights Michael Clark Duncan, who's apparently Balrog and just so happy to be there that he laughs and smiles through everything, though I think he's laughing about the paycheck. <laughs> yeah. But how awesome was the fire chain? That's pretty cool. When those yeah, bad guys yeah. come in and they're attacking Chung Lee's father and one of them has a chain because apparently he's an extra from a double dragon game. <laughs> and when Chung Lee's father grabs it and hangs his hand over the lit candle, somehow it lights his entire hand on fire and then the entire chain on fire. And then the guy has to let it go. I was that magic. Was he doused in gasoline? Like, how does that oh, work? It's a standard issue. It's a standard issue. Gasoline soaked chains. You didn't know. Standard issue. Oh, like Gabe Logan's clothing and siphon filter. Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. But it looked awesome. Yeah. And that fight wasn't too sure. bad. It, it didn't do too many weird jump yeah. edit cuts. It's virtually again, every fight after that. Extremely extremely excessive for a guy they're trying to capture. Right. And almost like in a weird way, counter like, okay, so gone is, you know, cause we've got to talk about bison cause bison enters this scene. <laughs> so kind of gone is the megalomaniac bison. This bison seems to be genuinely more calculating. Yeah. Businessman. And he's a businessman or mobster. With seven accents. Businessman. With, with a, with a, an American accent interfering in all of his other accents. But I don't – like he ultimately gets what he wants because he threatens his family. He couldn't have done that without, you know, launching World War Three on his house. 
Like, yeah. I feel like if he sent the guy some photos of his daughter being like, do what I want and while you're in the position you're in or else your family dies. Well, that's what he does to all the other guys later on, all those businessmen. He just goes, look, I've got exactly. your kids. Do what I want and I'll give you your kids back. <laughs> but for Chung Lee's father, exactly. he's got to go in and just rough them up. Well, the story's yeah. going to happen. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, well, there is that. There now, is that. Oh, one really strong positive. Not that it's a good thing, but I, I loved this so much. So he goes missing. By he, I mean Chung Lee's father because Bison takes him and shoves him into the back of the car and drives away. And Chung Lee looks super mad slash angry, but apparently she gets over it because now she's doing, you know, the piano and the concert. I watched this in HD when I got it off of YouTube. Mm. Now, I don't know if I would have noticed this on a smaller version, but they kept cutting back to it and they kept doing better and better close-ups on her so you could see behind her very clearly. It is a painting of a crowd behind her. It does not move at all. Oh, yeah. No, no. I. It's... For whatever reason, and it's clear enough that you can tell it's a painting. Yeah, Yeah, the concert scene is is a matte painting, not even CG. No, a matte painting. They could have rolled in a TV behind her. They could have just green screened the crowd. They could have it's a matte painting background. Yes. Yeah. Even the fighting games have like the (laughs) arm up, like arm down motion of like the people in the background yelling. This is just a static image. This is a worse background than a 16-bit fighting game. But it made me laugh. I don't even know why (laughs) if you couldn't afford the crowd. Because movies have done this before. If you couldn't afford the crowd, you could have had the conductor on the stage and done a creative lighting thing where everything's in black and she's the only thing lit. So you can't see a background because she's just on a black background. You could have done that. No one really would have cared. It's true. No one would have been fine. Because I certainly didn't care that she was doing that. Like I didn't care at all. And it doesn't matter at any other point. It never is a thing that matters. Nope. Well, it makes sense why she didn't use the money then in her mansion. Cause she probably has none. Cause she doesn't actually play in front of a crowd. Therefore not making any money. <laughs> oh, way behind on all her bills. The, the house is probably getting repoed. They're so far in debt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <she laughs> Everything feels scaled halls. down. She's a low level vigilante instead of an Interpol agent. Bison is apparently a slum lord instead of a megalomaniacal <laughs> villain. Like, yeah, yeah. everything feels yeah. really scaled down, though. One aspect that is ramped up so much, and it's the performance that's ramped up more than anything. Chris Klein as Charlie. Nash. My God, what? OK, what? he is going for it. What is he? <laughs> I yeah, but he, he goes for so much. I, I can honestly tell you, I think that's he had the worst acting of every single film we've watched to this point, but, in my opinion. I thought he was absolutely terrible. But it was bad absolutely in a way terrible. that was mesmerizing. Oh, I, I hate it. But oh. here's the thing. He was, <laughs> was so terrible. bad. I'm with Nick. I think he was so bad. He was bad on purpose. And it made me think maybe he's acting like that on purpose, making him the best actor in this. Because it was so You fell bad. for his tricks. So here's the thing. When you get a really good actor, when you get your Jeremy Irons, your Raul Julia's, your Christopher Walken's, and they decide they're going to overact and do it bad, they're still really great because they're a good actor, but they're just amplifying. They're just screaming into the void at their performance. Yeah. I'm not going to go as far as to say that Chris Klein is a terrible actor. He's not good. So when he decides to go for it, it's like, I know I can't really sing. But if I decided to just belt it out like there was a 
a matte painting of a crowd behind me, so to speak. And I really <laughs> wanted to give that performance. That's what he's doing. The problem with his character in, in comparison to the actors you're saying is at least all those actors in their, re- their respective movies were key main characters. So they were able to take over the show. This guy's character is completely useless. <laughs> I think they told him differently. I think he was under the impression he was a big deal in this movie. Yeah, and probably. arguably, I agree. he probably should have been. So I'm going to make a case for what they should have done amongst other things. But one thing that could have fixed this film a little bit, (laughs) the roles were all reversed. Chris Klein is Charlie Nash and he's the Interpol agent in this. Okay, fine. Except he's playing like a homicide beat cop, the way that he's talking and acting, saying Mm -hmm. things like this Mm -hmm. guy walks through the raindrops and you don't want to do this dance. All this ridiculous over the top schlock stuff, right? (laughs) He's teamed up with this other woman who Uh. is the homicide detective character and she's kind of a non-entity like i think her name was mia maya i you barely know anything about her she's there so that you can have (laughs) the attempt at sexual tension between them and then Mm chung lee is this random vigilante swap all those around let chung lee be an interpol agent let chris klein be the ridiculous homicide detective that chung lee gets paired up with Mm -hmm. And if you really needed a vigilante to have an extra fight, let Mia, Maya, Manaya, whatever her name is, let her be that character. It's like they threw all the names in a hat, shook them, and then went, okay, here's the rules that you get. If they just yeah. moved those around a little bit, they might have been better off. <laughs> I don't know. No, I was trying to not. find ways to probably enjoy not. this. Yeah, you're probably trying. Not. You're trying. <laughs> but I'm not just wrong about that so one. the story can happen. It's easier. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I agree that there might have been a little bit of better synergy in the movie if, uh, you know, it was at least remotely made sense in terms of Chun-Li should have been highly motivated at a young age to try to figure out what happened to her dad. Because apparently he's not dead because all of his business contacts are being contacted by him regularly. Right. Or else what good is he to buy him? So it doesn't like a kid. <laughs> I don't know what happens in the script writing process, I've never written a script. I've been part of a major motion film, but this was, this is like, I, I think you've been pretty that? good like, better than this one. It feels like yeah, two I, separate I, you know? stories happening over the course of this film. And not just in terms of two plots, but two tones, the tone of the story yes. with Chris Klein's, we got to take down shadow law, which, Oh my God, that was driving me insane. It's shadow. Yes. It's shadow. It's spelled shadow. <laughs> Every other movie, cartoon, everything that Capcom has ever produced is Shadowloo. And the first time they yes. say Shadow Law, I'm like, that's that's odd. And then they kept doing it. But I swear, you see it written down. It's still spelt Shadowloo. And I don't understand why they keep mispronouncing it. It was starting to get on my nerves. But whatever. Ignoring <laughs> that, and I guess it's now Shadow Law. Whatever. Fine. It would have made more sense as a film to go, here's an Interpol agent and a homicide detective, and they're working together instead of, here's those two working together. And by the way, Chung Lee's also here in another story that seems completely disconnected, but in the last 10 or 15 minutes, we'll we'll tie them together. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> and this movie yeah. has so little plot that you have two stories happen, and it's still only an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And... The Chun Li story is this boring, ridiculous again. Like <laughs> she's 
he he's training her to be a superhero, not even just a vigilante, like a superhero. Because at one point she fully Batman's off a roof. And I thought, oh, okay, they're they're doing the whole, oh, she jumps off a roof and disappears. And you never know like how she got down, right? Like you never you never see Batman land. He just jumps off roofs. Flying, <laughs> gliding, shooting a cable. I don't know. She leaps off a roof and superhero lands that thing yep. and walks away. Yep. And last I checked, she's human. I'd argue that she <laughs> so, isn't. Well, yeah. And I mean, by the end of it, they're doing like fireballs and all that kind of stuff. But throughout most of the fight scenes, they really do elevate specific characters to have, let's call it what it is, superhuman abilities. When she has that first yeah. alleyway fight, she's doing backflips where you're hanging in the air longer than you possibly can. And I'm down with that. Give me some wire work. Give me some crouching tiger. Sure. Give me characters that can do stuff that you can't do in real life. That's fine. But also give me a camera that stays in one spot for more than 0.2 of a second so that I don't throw up from a seizure by the time the fight's done. Oh, that's uh, the yeah. part that made me mad. I want to see what's going on. I couldn't tell what was happening in the fight. And that's why I had to question how much of the fighting she was doing. Because, again, it loves to jump cut and then randomly slow down and show you a slow-mo of her coming out of a move. And I was like, did they just tell her, roll on the ground and stand up, action. And like that was there. The stunt woman was doing a roll, and now you finished the roll, so you did the move. Like, it's just so weird. So I'd have weird. to watch it again to know if there's a stunt double, and I'm not watching it again. No, <laughs> but there was at no. least one solid fight in there, and it wasn't surprising to me at all when Robin Shaw shows up as Gen. Yes. Liu Kang yes. steps yes. onto the screen. I knew we'd at least get a halfway decent fight. And it's funny, it's not even a fight with any, like, scary stakes to it. He just says, show me what you can do, because he's going to teach her to be, well, as you said, Batman. Mm -hmm. And every time she comes at him, he's finding ways to basically use her anger against her and disable her and just says, you know, you're not fighting me, you're fighting yourself. The camera would stay on them for three, four moves at a time. It was a refreshing change of pace. It yeah. felt choreographed. It felt yeah. trained. It felt natural. It was a decent fight. And then it went back and he to was Garbage one of the only characters I actually liked in this show. Yeah, he's good. He had decent acting. Yeah. I liked his look. Yeah. His, his character had purpose. And I was like, ah, finally, he's the only character I like in this. Robin Shaw is always a win. I like him. Good martial artist, good actor. And, and I appreciate that his character is cool enough that when he dodges the rocket launcher at the end, you don't ask questions. He no, did. it's fine. No. Yeah. Now, I did yeah. like when he's teaching her how to channel your your chi to create a fireball and fire it off. He's in that pit of sand and he's moving around doing, you know, wushu type moves and mm. yeah. getting it all ready. And then when he finally fires it off and shows the destructive power it has, you look and he's actually carved a yin yang symbol into the sand underneath him. That's cool. I yeah. get a kick out of that. That's really neat, you know? Yeah. It had small touches like that yeah. that at least I could enjoy. Yes. And like then that, it would go back I to enjoyed. Bison the Irishman. And then it goes back to the movie. Yes. Yeah. And then it went back to the rest of the movie. Yeah, Bison is is a weird like cuz I don't mind that actor in certain things. I forget the guy's real name. I don't mind him in certain things. It's very specific things. Like he's in Band of Brothers. Uh he's great in that. Like he he pops up every now and then. He was just in Sonic. But, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He was. Mm -hmm. It's like they have um, a small that, list that of people who are willing to do video game films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they all have kids and they want to just be in that movie for their that kids. That could be it. I wouldn't subject <laughs> my kids to this. I didn't. I just like, 
it, it's weird for me. And, and like you, you kind of said this before, Nick, that like the Raul Julia version, and that is a not good movie of Street Fighter, is a better version of Bison. Because it's fun. For all of his over the top. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's he he's so easily recognizable as Bison. And because well, at least know, he's in the suit and he has a good psychotic face. He looks yeah. like him. Yeah. <laughs> it's an educational video. What do you mean? <laughs> this guy looks like an Irish businessman picking up his when you're going meat at to the local do bar- an butcher. adaptation <laughs> of a video game. The least you can do when you're doing an adaptation of a video game, because it's probably the easiest thing to do, is try to go with the same aesthetic so people can recognize. Yeah, like the character. No one right? looks That's like the character to do. at all in this. Nobody looks like. Anything. Well, Vega so, kind of does because he's got the claw. Mm-hmm. Oh, Vega's in this, by the way. Yeah. And he's got his mask. Yeah. Now he sucks. Yeah. He, he sucks a fights lot. Chung-Li <laughs> once, <laughs> loses in less than a minute, and you never see him yes. again after he gets strung up by rope. So she really is Batman. She strings him up by rope She's after Batman. that fight. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, I just. She's able to string up <sighs> by rope and carry him and hang him from something. She's Batman. <sighs> now, the. Other training sequence I liked because it – I don't really understand what his intention was. When Gen has Chung Li blindfolded and she's standing oh. around all of those bells and gongs and he's hitting yeah. them to try and like see if she can listen. And he starts throwing these metal balls off of them to see if she can figure out the trajectory so she can catch them, which I thought would lead to her having to fight blind later on in the movie. But no, I guess not. But – when he throws one (laughs) that like hits her and knocks her towards this spinning saw blade he's turned on as a noise distraction was he that confident that she wouldn't go face first in that thing (laughs) because like i mean i get up in the middle of the night to go to the washroom and stub my toe and there's no noise no distractions going on this is a circular saw spinning in the middle of this training session and she stops herself inches from this thing and he's like, and yeah, good the, job. My, the best part, <laughs> the, the best part is it's the first time he's trained her to do this. Right. So it's not like there's been a progress, a progression yeah, in terms of seeing her skill develop. No, it's okay. Uh, we've never tried this before. Let's do this now. And she Which almost saw something similar in the, the last Street Fighter movie. Yeah, you can use yeah. Hadouk- Hadoukens. Uh, Tomorrow I teach you to block. Didn't we just learn that they can like decimate people? Yeah. <laughs> It yeah. makes me wonder why you never see any other students of his. Like maybe oh, the reason we only see one We're member dead. of the order of the web is his training methods are just not really thought out and no one else survives. Them. Okay. No one's ever passed. And so one of those things that will either I missed it or I will forever live not knowing. So everyone who's a part of the order of the web has a tattoo on the uh, inner part of their hand there between the thumb and the four and the forefinger. On the sure. back of the hand. But then the women have a spider. Like a looks like a black widow spider or whatever. I think so. They never really explain why what the significance of that is. Like the, the spider lays webs. in the web. It's all very uh suggestive. Yeah, but like are what's but by that like, point, I, I just don't cares? get it. Like <laughs> yeah, like I just don't get it. Should it matter? Why does it matter? Why did you make it different? Why don't they all have the same tattoo? I don't understand. <sighs> And they don't care that I don't understand. And they'll never explain it. And so, I will never know. Moving forward in the plot, you have the club scene, which oh, we have to talk club. about it for a couple oh. of reasons. 
One, yeah. Chris Klein, Charlie Nash is bad at his job. They yes. Are we talking as an actor or? That's why I said both. Both work. Uh, but he's bad at his <laughs> oh, job. He both, shows sorry. up with the partner. And this is, I think this is after he loses Bison because he thinks, oh, no, they're going to see me. I better kiss my homicide partner, but kiss her so passionately that he doesn't notice Bison get into a different car and then follows the wrong vehicle. <laughs> what yeah. a moron. Yeah. But shows yeah. up at the club where Chung Lee is going to try to extract information from whoever that woman was that was with Bison. Because I guess that woman's a lesbian, so yeah. she tries to, like, seduce her. Until she gets her into the washroom mm-hmm. and tries to kick the holy hell out of her. But before she leaves the club, Chung Lee almost gets shot by a guy, grabs the gun, turns it around towards him, and shoots him clear in the skull. She flat out not just disarms, Chung Lee cold-blooded murders a random dude in the middle of this. Yeah. No one yeah. says anything about that. I'm not sure if that happened no before or after the, the spinning bird kick, which was, I mean... I respect if you're going to try and do the video game moves. I, I get it. There's certain moves where yeah. in the back of my head, I'm going, you probably shouldn't. And that's yeah. the one they yeah. tried. God bless them. They tried. Yeah. And I appreciated it, yeah. but it looked they didn't, bad. They didn't do her multiple, the easy one where she goes up on one leg and just kicks with one leg. Yeah. Didn't do that one. Right. The lightning kicks would have been easier, but instead we're going to go for the one where she... Yeah defies gravity hanging upside down with her legs split and starts spinning in circles without moving in any direction. She spins like a top and kicks yeah. everyone. Like I, it's a nonsense yeah. move in the game. It looks ridiculous in the game. So I guess it matches because it so, looks ridiculous here. <laughs> like, sure. So, so I guess they got we, it right. Can we they go got right? back though? Cause, cause here's the thing with that scene that was like, again, it, just such bad movie making. So like, She's in the bathroom interrogating that lady. Sure. And who, again, looks like she may be about to spill the beans, but then they cut to Chris Klein entering. And you know that she's in trouble because her two bouncers who are with her go running with their guns drawn towards the bathroom. Yep. And then the next time you see Chun-Li, she's nowhere near the bathroom. She's well away. She's gotten away. And I have no idea how she got away. From the two guys who were right outside the bathroom door. Like, there's a whole scene. They just cut. She uses the vents. Batman uses vents. She's Batman. Gone. It's fine. Batman Begins came out before this movie. Hopefully there's a special edition. Hopefully. Yeah. In the in the in the extended version. Extended version. The director is the Zack Snyder version of this movie. (laughs) It's it's a whole extra five minutes. Now I had one thing I enjoyed about this film that neither of you could have appreciated because you weren't there. So I watched this with Corinne, and maybe my favorite moment of the entire movie, Chris Klein, he's outside, I think it's after Club Insomnia, he's getting food, and he takes the the paper wrapping off of his chopsticks and just tosses them down to the ground, doesn't throw them in a garbage or anything, and Corinne goes, what a jerk, <laughs> over him littering. <laughs> this is what, less than five minutes after Chung Lee flat out murdering someone, who she probably didn't need yeah. to. After Chris Klein forcing himself on a woman, like, kissy-wise, and all these other terrible things. Like, Bison just finished beating a woman tied up to death with his bare hands. Corinne says nothing. But this guy throws the the paper from the chopsticks on the ground. He's like, what a jerk. But it's funny that you say that. Captain Planet would be proud of you. (laughs) 
we did the same thing. When he littered, we both looked at each other like, he just littered. That's rude. (laughs) But it's those little character touches that made his character stand out. I appreciated that. And to Corinne's credit, she called what the end of it was going to be. I'd kind of mentally given up on caring where this plot was going. But when they're talking about the white rose, Mm. the white rose, and you have Bison's bizarre backstory where he gave up his goodness by channeling it into his unborn child who he then i think tore out of his wife's stomach so i think right? she's dead with his and, bare hands i mean it was all in silhouette so that was a little confusing but she's like oh no the white rose is going to be his kid and sure enough his kid's name is rose and she's the white mm-hmm. rose that's the important shipment that he's been spending all these resources trying to make sure that he knows where she is and when she's coming in i don't know why he needed any of these connections to figure out where his own daughter's coming from especially if his wife is dead from him tearing her out of her stomach because who else is watching with her? his bare hands. Yeah. And also if the whole point of him getting yeah. like unlimited power was I give up my humanity and put it into my kid. I don't understand why he cares about that kid anymore and wants that kid back. I thought he gave up all that goodness. Right. Yeah. So it was right? very what? confusing. Like, it made no maybe, sense. It was, maybe it was like 98% no he gave. But I mean, it was all made up for oh. when Gan went to fight Balrog again and because of the way they chose to film it, Gen gets punched in the face by a camera. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> the camera just literally bonk and gets him right in the face. I laughed so hard at that. And then he uses, I think, what was it? Liquid nitrogen on the, the ship where they're trying to like get to Rose and freezes him yeah. to death. So he performs a fatality in a Street Fighter film, but he was Liu Kang. Yeah. So it makes sense that he's doing a Street Fighter fatality. I'm trying to find the good in these. And those those are the things I held on to. And, and again, I cannot take credit for this. Corinne pointed it out. Maybe the third or fourth <laughs> time that Bison walks by the camera, she went, did he just growl? And it wasn't him. There was this weird animal growl that would happen whenever Bison would yes. like walk yes. by the, the camera yes. or like enter the screen. And yes. it's only amazing because near the end when he fights Chung Li, there's some other animal growl that comes out from her that sounds like I think a cheetah or something. Yeah. So yeah. she gets her own like animality. Like what is happening yeah, like, in this movie? What the hell was that? I noticed that at the second the second time it happened. I noticed it too. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> He's hungry. Hey, it's a growl. And then, and then and then I was like He's just hungry. I was like, do bisons growl? Like he's a bison. Well, he's playing it so understated, <laughs> like, he's not chewing enough scenery. So that's why he's growling. Oh, Chris Klein never oh growls because he chews all of the scenery possible. Yikes. God damn this film. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's awful. So, Are we done yet? I mean, then you have a last standoff with good guys and bad guys who are all dressed in black, so I couldn't tell who is who. Right? At all. You cannot tell Aside who's doing from that the, last fight. The story characters who all get slow motion and have the time to like nod at each other when they're getting each other's backs from saving, you know, oh, he was going to shoot you. I got you, which whatever. That's every action film. So that's fine. And then kind of a letdown of a last fight between Chung Lee and Bison. They fight with bamboo yeah. sticks and then she flat out murders him in front of his daughter, Rose. Yeah. Murders him. Like, he's already yes. beaten. He's on the ground. He's not getting back up. And she jumps from the top rope 50 feet in the air and lands on his neck yes. and then snaps his neck. Yes. Like, all she yes. needed to do at that point is pull his head clean off. The extended yeah. His head spins around. Oh, God. This his movie. head fully exorcists. And 
The crazy part about that to me is, again, Chris, Chris Klein being bad at his job, it's the, you better get out of here. You know, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, what? <laughs> You've been chasing again. bison. You've been chasing bison for what seems like years. And I would assume <sighs> you weren't going to just straight murder the guy. You wanted to arrest him. So ridiculous. The movie's ridiculous. It's got to – oh, God. This movie oh, hurt God. my feelings. It's so bad. Do any of you have anything positive to contribute before we wrap this up? Yeah, it was good to see the credits come up. Yes, with the Street Fighter rap that comes in. <laughs> it's probably the worst movie we watched. It is. At least with Double oh at least with Double Dragon, I'm sure with a couple friends and a case of beer, I would have laughs at it. Even alcohol can't save this movie. It's I tried. Alcohol did not save film. this movie. I tried. I paused it halfway go. through and went. It made no difference. <laughs> Um, this movie's bad. Avoid it. This movie is probably the best evidence someone could have to refute the purpose of this podcast. Uh, it is the antithesis of everything we're trying to do. My God, it's bad. But it's the definition of why everybody hates video game movies. And this is the more the mainstream definition. stuff that people end up seeing, unfortunately. Uh, when we come back, we will watch a movie that I hope will be good. It certainly looks insane enough. We're watching Ace Attorney based off of the Nintendo handheld lawyer games. It looks absurd and glorious. And the hair, the hair, oh my God, the hair. The hair. Uh, but we thank you for joining yeah. us on Press X Reload. I have been Nick Moore with me. We're Wayne Brissett and Mark Tennis, gentlemen. Thanks. Adios. Hopefully it's better the next week. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Press X to Reload. Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athenas, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierick and performed and realized by Sam Fierick. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review. We'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the next stage.